What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. If you are new to the channel here, my name is Brandon. As always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down in the description below. About a week ago, I did a poll asking the viewers what they ranked themselves in terms of knowledge so I could make better content for you guys. We had about a total of 4,000 votes coming in and surprisingly, majority of you guys found yourself in the intermediate knowledge base ranking somewhere between four and seven, that's 53% of you guys. So I wanted to come out today and do, let's call it a more intermediate level topic. We're actually gonna be covering a topic called beta, which is a metric or a measure in the stock market that can really help you optimize your portfolio. I think it will actually be very much timely given the current shakiness that we've been seeing. If you guys enjoy the video, do not hesitate to drop a big thumbs up. That is a great way of supporting the channel. But let's start talking about what beta is for anybody unfamiliar. And beta is a measurement of volatility that basically tells us how volatile an asset is relative to a benchmark or relative to an index very commonly we'd look at and to just give the example of the s p 500 let's just assume we're looking at the u.s stock market this is kind of our baseline or benchmark if we give this index a beta of one because that's what it would be it'd be a one-to-one -one correlation or a one-to-one -one relationship because it's the index in and of itself if we compare that up against two stocks so stock a having a beta of 0.5 and stock B having a beta of two, what this is telling us is that if the S&P 500 increased or decreased by a set amount, let's just say it increased 2% on a given day, well, the stock with a beta of 0.5 would essentially move half of that. So let's call that 1% either plus or minus. The stock with a beta of two would essentially move double. There'd be double the amount of volatility. I found this chart online which kind of displays it pretty well. You kind of have your benchmark or the overall stock market, let's call it, and then the higher beta would see higher swings, the lower beta would see lower swings. And of course it goes both ways. And it's important to understand that this is of course not a perfect science. It's not a perfect measure or metric as with many metrics out there in the stock market. But in general, looking at a company's beta can absolutely give us an idea of how volatile a stock is. One thing that I would like to note and one thing that is very important is when we are looking at beta it is looking backwards it's looking in the past it's not necessarily projecting out forwards meaning that when we do get a beta of a said number that is looking back at historical data it can often give us a good idea a stock will often if it's a volatile stock will continue being volatile if it's less volatile it will continue but it's not always the case and i just want you guys to be be sure of that that if you do come across stocks beta that doesn't guarantee that that's what's going to happen in the future i actually thought of a great example by looking up the company cisco and cisco was a really good example because at one point back during the tech bubble this was one of the fastest growing and actually at that point the largest company in the world what we noticed is that back in the day, Cisco's historical beta was much higher than it is today. In many cases here, we're looking at a two, a three, meaning it is multiple times more volatile than the, than the overall market. Well, where we stand today, Cisco's beta has really, really come down. And it's a great example of how companies, depending on what phase they're in, they can go from an aggressive company to being more of a mature company, the reverse is also true. You could have a stock that's not so volatile, but in the future, it very well may be. Nevertheless, I just thought that was a really good example. Now, if you're an investor who's looking to learn more about beta and what sources you'd use, to me, the easiest way to go about it is just using the free source of Yahoo Finance. You may have actually seen this on an actual quote. So really one of the first pages you'll be greeted with in Yahoo Finance has this on here. It says beta, it's the five-year monthly beta. 
just to go over a few examples, here's the company Campbell Soup. So a boring consumer staple, uh, canned goods company, they're not really that exciting. Well, this has a beta of essentially 0.5, meaning that the swings that you'd see in this stock are probably significantly less than what you would expect to see of the broader market. Very, very logical. Here's the example of the company PowerCorp or Power Corporation of Canada. They have a beta of one, would very likely move pretty much in line with the market in terms of volatility. Tesla is a great example where we do see the beta start to creep up. Tesla has a beta of two, meaning that in many cases you would expect to see double or an increased level of volatility when comparing it against the market. I'll just throw one more in here, which is Aurora Cannabis, smaller marijuana company. Absolutely, we see the betas get higher and higher. So it absolutely goes without saying that this measure alone can be a really valuable tool when it comes to our stock selection. And in my opinion, just the overall portfolio construction. When you're building up your portfolio, factoring in the beta coefficient can really help you decide what may be right for you. And a question that I have for you guys, you can leave a comment down below, is do you even look at this metric? Have you took a look at the average beta of your portfolio? Or do you have certain stocks that you even monitor their beta? If your stocks are down quite significantly during this most recent dip or the most recent correction and your portfolio is down 30, 40, 50% plus, very likely chance that the stocks you have do have a higher beta associated with them. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. Why I think this is an important metric to be aware about if you're looking to optimize your portfolio is just this little understanding can help you target better stocks for your specific goals in the stock market. If you are an older investor, if you're more conservative and you don't like seeing the swings up and down the market, you may target companies like a Campbell Soup or a TD Bank, a Fortis or a Procter & Gamble, just to name a few, which would very much align you with your goals and your risk appetite in the stock market. If you are a younger investor or an investor who is just striving for more growth, well, you absolutely can target stocks with a higher beta, assuming that you're gonna be okay riding the volatility of the market. And it is quite common that when you look to companies that are either in the small cap sector or in the small cap class, I should say, uh, technology stocks, these stocks do by nature tend to have higher betas versus the more old traditional boring blue chip companies, which do trade at lower betas. Now, I wanna take it a step deeper and talk about how we would factor all this information in to help us be better investors and manage our portfolios more effectively. And I think it's very important to understand what type of market we are in. This does require some knowledge of the macro environment, of how the stock market is performing, it goes without saying that in a bull market, when the markets are charging on, when we're in an optimal environment for investors and stocks are powering up, it is obviously very advantageous to be owning stocks with a higher beta because they would absolutely outperform. 
The reverse is also true that when the market does take a turn for the worse, when we do enter into a downtrend or tougher times, it's those stocks with the high betas that will absolutely get crushed the worst on the downside. And a couple of charts that we could look at here is basically what we would call the economic cycle or the business cycle. You could basically kind of interchange those. Do understand these are different than the stock market. This is not the stock market, although though there's a very strong correlation here. Nevertheless, our economy and our market in general is going through periods of either expansion or retraction or recession, whatever we want to call it. There's many different names. I'm actually just going to use this kind of black looking page here because I think it just does look cool, but you've probably seen something very similar to this. Well, it goes without saying that whether we are in a period of expansion or recovery, we could call it essentially where these charts are trending upwards. We are growing, whether that here says, you know, spending in the economy is up, employment is up, production is up, uh, incomes are up, business profits are up. Obviously that is a good environment to be in high beta, higher beta stocks. On the way down, as we start to contract, either recession, if we want to call that depression, moving our way down through a cycle, it would actually be more advantageous to hold stocks that have a low beta or get out of our higher beta stocks. And how we can piece this together is I would never say to you guys that you should be jumping in and out of stocks as an investor. You know, you don't want to be like, okay, I'm going 100% into my high beta stocks for now because markets are good and I'm going to time the peak and then I'm going to sell out all of those and put my money into low beta stocks. That type of mindset, I think, is very much a trader's mindset. We don't want to be thinking like that. We want to be owning stocks in our portfolio that regardless if they're high beta or low beta, they're stocks that we could see ourselves holding for 5, 10, 15 years, whatever you define as long term. To me, that's kind of an unwritten rule. However, when it comes to constructing the portfolio, it's a very good idea to have elements of both. So you have some low beta stocks, some higher beta stocks. This would obviously vary greatly depending on what type of investor you kind of identify yourself to be right off the bat. But what you can do is essentially manipulate the portfolio at more opportune times. One of the things, if you've been following the channel for a while, you know I've been talking about recession-proof stocks. And hey guys, I'm building cash. I'm looking at certain companies that may be more recession-resistant. That's just another way of talking about a stock with likely a lower beta. And if you're able to essentially identify where we are in a market cycle, which is not easy to do, it's, it's tough. But if you feel like we've been on this tremendous run and stocks are overheated and things have done well, while well, your higher beta stocks will be the ones that have capitalized the most, it's probably not a bad idea to trim from the winners, which I know is a controversial topic, but assuming that you do time things right, we do kind of turn for the worst, which is maybe a situation that we're in now, it may have been a good idea to have been taking profits along the way and then reallocating those into safer shares or stocks with flat out a lower beta. Again, I'm not saying you're jumping back and forth and selling out, but you're just manipulating the weighting within your portfolio. Now, again, if your timing can be great and on the way down, you kind of feel we're at a bottom or a trough or some sort of uh, turn for a recovery. Well, then the reverse is true. We could start kind of putting that money back into, you know, higher beta areas because just as important as making money on the upside minimizing our drawdowns in terms of how much our portfolio will actually drop during periods of like, you know, downward markets, that is equally as important. And a lot of people just tend to overlook that area of the market, especially over the past few years while the markets have just done oh so well. Nevertheless, I do just want to summarize today's video up by saying, importantly, this is all easier said than done. It sounds so easy theoretically to say, well, I'm just going to do this and do this. But as you'll know, as an investor, it is still very, very tough 
to essentially be timing the market and making these tactical decisions, I don't necessarily look at it as timing the market because again, you're not jumping in and out of stocks. You're not saying I'm going on the sidelines and back in. That to me is really timing the market, but making these tactical shifts, manipulating the weighting in your portfolio, I think that's a way that we can actually optimize things and succeed as an investor. At the end of the day, I think it is just a valuable metric to kind of be aware about and kind of know, especially if you are newer or let's say kind of in that intermediate phase, assessing your portfolio and saying, hey, my average beta of my portfolio is higher than I want it to be or it's low. And although it's not really an indicator of what we can expect, it's not going to project out in the future, it can still give us a really rough idea of what type of volatility we can expect to see in the stock market. Again, this is just one of the many measures that you can use in the stock market. It's not all telling and I wouldn't even say you should focus your portfolio specifically when building it off beta, but it's just one of those things that you can maybe add to your arsenal to essentially help you optimize your portfolio better. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on beta down in the comment section below, whether it's a metric or measure that you use or even care for, do not hesitate to leave that down below. If you guys did enjoy this video, again, I would really appreciate it. If you did take a moment and drop a big thumbs up. If you are looking to learn more about the stock market, as always, we do have our investing academy as that first link down below. We offer courses and training in the stock market, all done online through video content for beginners, complete beginners who have never even started or need help, intermediates, this I would maybe consider more of an intermediate topic. Again, not necessary for beginners, but one that can absolutely bring your game to the next level. We even have a retirement program where you can get a financial plan done up, make sure that you're on the right path to your retirement. That is that first link down below, guys. But as always, I thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next video.